Lustpodden riktar sig till alla som är intresserade av lust och relationer i terapi. Podden leds av religionshistorikern och teologen Leif Karlsson och Hanna Möllås som är legitimerad barnmorska, legitimerad psykoterapeut och sexolog med flera auktorisationer i sexologi. Dagens lustpodd kommer att handla om kemsex eller som det tidigare kallats sex och droger. Och för detta har jag med mig en väldigt god vän och viktig person som jag pratar väldigt ofta med. Han heter Tony Bönlöcke Hertz och är från Danmark. Och eftersom jag inte är så bra på danska så gör vi så att det här samtalet är på engelska. <laughs> Is that okay, Tony? That's totally yes. fine with me, yes. And thank you for coming here. It's so good to see you. And thank you for inviting mm-hmm. me. Yes. I'm looking, I've been looking forward to it. Oh, that's so yeah. nice. Uh, we're in Malmö right now, and we've all already had a glass of champagne. So <laughs> let's see. Just if... to take the top of the nerves. Yes, yes, that's good. Yes. So so uh, I started this session with talking about that you're a very good friend of mine and that we used to talk a lot <laughs> and text a lot. Yes. And it's all about uh, the big issues of NACs. Yes. Because you're the president of NACs. I am indeed. Would you, <laughs> yes. Would you like to tell us about Nax? Just well, Nax contains, or not contains. It's a it's a joint venture. Mm-hmm. It's an organization <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, with members from Iceland, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Finland, and Estonia. Yes. We swap. We every uh, every year we have a conference, Nax mm-hmm. conference. Mm-hmm. This year is in Norway. Mm-hmm. If everything goes mm-hmm. as uh, planned, yeah. Uh, and then we have, of course, the most important part, the <laughs> authorization committee, yeah. which you are the chair of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, because we have this authorization system together. Mm. Yeah. So the, each the, uh, sexual education in a different mm. country can apply for a NACS authorization, mm. which I think is 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 putting us together. Yeah. I think it's really, really important work. Yeah. And for many people... It is important that they can prove something. Yeah. I mean, anybody in day, today can call themselves a sexualist or a mm. therapist or whatever. Mm. We kind of have this system to try mm. to make yeah. a certain level of mm. education. Yeah. And of course, we have d- 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 different systems. Mm-hmm. So it's not always we can just compare. Mm-hmm. But we do our best to do, you know, mm. on a certain level, like, which I am proud of yeah. that we are doing. Yes. And we should continue that. Yes, we should. And it's so good to have you as boss. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm so confident with having you as a chair for the Autosation Committee. Thank you very much. Yeah. And it's very nice to see you because I also know that you are one of the experts in Denmark and also in, I think, in the world about this topic. So it's very nice to have you here. But first, I would like to ask you the question that I used to ask all my guests. Who is Tony? Yes, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I could start with this claim that I'm becoming 56 mm-hmm. oh. years old. Mm-hmm. Starting, st- not starting. I am gray-haired <laughs> with, with some black stripes in it. Mm-hmm. I'm gay. I'm married with my 
husband. Mm -hmm. We have been together for 25 years. Mm -hmm. We have been married for 14 years. I work in my daily work as a clinic sexological counseling. And uh, I've been working at the workplace I'm at now is actually AIDS funded slash checkpoint, Copenhagen. Mm -hmm. And I have had the position as a counselor there for 19 years, oh, wow. almost 20. Oh, that's so cool. So in, in the old days, I was working mostly with men who have sex with men. They were becoming HIV positive, mm -hmm. their family or their relatives or their partners. Mm -hmm. And then... Ten years ago, a bit, maybe a bit more, I started to see, you know, a change in the people that I had in my client, my clients. Mm -hmm. um, we call them, we call them in Danish rådsøgende, mm -hmm. as the people who are seeking advice. Ah. And I started to have these gay men, and I start to see a change of the sexual behavior they had, mm -hmm. where it becomes more, you know, the goal, mm -hmm. which means the load. Mm -hmm. Then instead instead of good sex, you know, it was more the amount of partners than ah. one good partner. Mm -hmm. So Stasi, there's something here. Is that what we call sexual addiction? Is that mm -hmm. have a sexuality? And I was like, I talked with my boss about it, and he was just like, oh, that's just you know, that's an American thing. Uh -huh. You just they are so you know shy or bonnet, we uh -huh. can say in Danish, you know. Yeah. And it's like, but nah. I th I think it's different because yeah. I, I see the you know the chains of it's more like an obsessive way mm -hmm. of having sex mm -hmm. and it was not even you know, for pleasure it was more because they just needed it yeah and I was like wondering a bit about that and then mm -hmm. I saw okay and a lot of those guys are actually taking drugs yeah. to to combine that mm -hmm. which makes sense mm -hmm. if you like sex mm -hmm. if you like it a lot mm -hmm. and you need a lot. Mm -hmm. Why not top it with some drugs that can keep you awake for yeah, a weekend? Yeah. Then you can have even more sex. You can mm -hmm. have even more partners. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. And that was before we even knew the word chemsex. Yeah. So we call it sex on drugs. Mm -hmm. And I was starting to dig more into it. I was like, okay, this is a pattern. Mm -hmm. And then I was just one day, I was, just, I was sitting at a party and talked with a guy. And I talked about this, you know, because it was on my mind and mm -hmm. I'm a part of the community. So I'm like very curious about it. And he talked about that and he said, if you ever need a case that have been sexual addictive, you can mm -hmm. talk with me because he was so <gasps> addicted to sex, but he didn't do drugs at that uh -huh. time, that his boyfriend came with post-it, you know, uh -huh. the post-it notes uh -huh. and put it as his computer and just writing, you know, it says, I'm sitting in the living room if you want to join me, uh -huh. you know. So he was really obsessive with mm -hmm. that. I was like, okay, so I'm not, it's not me seeing ghosts. No, no. Then on the other hand, I have been parting myself. Mm -hmm. I've been, you know... I'm not that young, but I have been doing drugs for like, mm -hmm, let's say, roughly 20 years, mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. So I, we were partying, me and my husband were partying every weekend ah. and we're looking forward, you know, to the next party. Yeah. But we have always at that time seen it in in, um, in a social context. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I would never got up at that time, you know, on a Monday morning to do drugs. No. We would never do drugs mm -hmm. at home alone, mm -hmm. just me and him. Mm -hmm. It we was a party thing. Yes, mm -hmm. we went. We did it to go out to party, mm -hmm. followed by sex afterwards, yeah. because you do get horny and all mm -hmm. those kind of things. Yeah. And I was like, but that, but the things when I go back to my work was like I saw a change in that. Oh. People went to sex. Yeah, they didn't pop mm -hmm. an ecstasy to go out party first, mm -hmm. and then we started a group, because then my idea was. What if we could imagine? Because then crystal meth and GHB came yeah. to the market. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, what if we could catch people before they started to do that? Yeah. 
what if you could like catch... it's a heavier drug yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so what what could happen imagine if we could catch people doing just MDMA or yeah. ecstasy mm-hmm. could we actually catch them and keep them there yeah mm-hmm. because the intention for our AIDS fund is not that people should have to stop to doing drugs mm-hmm. we, are, we are working harm reduction so yeah. we just want can mm-hmm. people do it more safely yeah. could they protect themselves yeah. could they take care of themselves yeah. when they're doing it oh I must just I'm sorry for stopping you no, no. but I just love this because this is not always the way that we talk about it in Sweden but I know no, this no. is a big difference between Denmark and Sweden although we are so close to each other That's true. Uh, yeah. you are so much better than us on harm reduction and talking about how can we do this as good as possible yeah mm. so sorry for no, interrupting no, it's, you. It's, it's okay I will go back to that. maybe I should do that right now mm. because actually at one conference we have some conferences with the Sweden Norway Finland and mm. Denmark every year it changed And I remember I did uh, talk about chemsex. Yeah. And at that time, it was impossible for the Norwegian and Swedish people to talk about it because oh. it was like if you talked about it, yeah. it's you you're legalizing yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. And we are not. We don't judge that no. part. Mm. So if you come to me and say I want to reduce, mm-hmm. then we are working with re- reducing. Yeah. If you come to say I can see my sex life have changed, mm-hmm. we talk about your sex life. Yeah. How can I help you back to the sex that you actually really want? Yeah. But I want to go back to mm-hmm. them. You know. mm-hmm. Because then we had a group. And I was like, my thought was, if we could catch them there mm-hmm. to just do with the MDMA, mm-hmm. let's keep them there. You know, mm-hmm. let's talk to them about avoiding the big hard things. Mm-hmm. And we did this group. And I was so naive. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. This came these young guys in. The oldest at that time was 41. Mm-hmm. And they had all done crystal they have all done crystal meth oh. or methamphetamine. It, oh. it it we, we say dear child have many names. So it's yeah. like just to be clear, yeah. crystal meth, methamphetamine, Tina, eyes, tea, crystal, or meth. Mm-hmm. It's the same. Mm-hmm. So maybe I will use different yeah, uh, yeah, uh, words for mm-hmm. it. Uh I was like, wow, they have all done that. So my my idea was not I was like, okay, I was really surprised. Yeah. And then we talk about it with them because we didn't use the frame chemsex. We mm-hmm. used sex on drugs. Mm-hmm. And we actually still do that. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason comes now because mm-hmm. they said, okay, so so when you talk chemsex, it's because I've done three kind of drugs. Because David Stewart from London have defined chemsex. Uh-huh. You are a man who have sex with men who do crystal meth, methadrome, or uh-huh. GHB. Or in a combination. Okay. So uh-huh. all other drugs are not a part of chemsex. Aha, uh-huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I'm and then we were like, hmm. And then people okay. said, so okay, I go to a party. I've been taking two gram of cocaine. Mm-hmm. I'm doing 10 ecstasy. Mm-hmm. I'm just having sex and drugs. Ah. Then this guy come in to the room. Mm-hmm. He light a pipe of crystal meth. I take one sip of the meth. And then I'm suddenly having chemsex. Uh-huh. It doesn't make sense in no. real life. No. It maybe makes sense for us as a yeah. professional to to. To define, and, yeah, yeah, and actually to differ between yeah. because there's a huge difference beco- mm-hmm. between the drugs. Mm-hmm. But for the people doing it, yeah. it doesn't make sense. No. Mm-hmm. There are other names they would use: party and drugs, P and P, you mm-hmm. know, H H, high and horny. Uh-huh. You know, all these different kind of names mm-hmm. for it. But mm-hmm. when it comes to it, it's sex on drugs. Mm-hmm. What we are more aware of the use of crystal meth mm-hmm. and GHB and mm-hmm. methadrone mm-hmm. because there are so much more in Danish potent 
The, the, it's, yeah, it's the, heavy uh, drugs. It's like heroin. Yeah. Actually, and I mean, we would say that in Sweden, they're de är potenta de här drogerna yeah, att yeah. bli väldigt starka i kroppen. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And you're very easy to get addicted, yeah. and you're yeah. very easy to get psychotic, and all those kind of things. Mm. So we are more more aware of those three drugs, mm. but in daily basis, we actually talk more about doing drugs. Yeah. But we also see a race of what kind of the, uh, yeah. because when when I was partying when I was younger. I mean, we all did ecstasy. Mm. It was so easy. And, you know, when you went to the party, you could see the people that are dancing, you know, the same way as you were, like eight hours and sweating mm. like hell, drinking mm. water. Probably they were doing drugs. Yeah. But there have also been a change in the behavior of that. Yeah. That's so interesting. And then how did people react when you wanted to start working with this? All the people that are funding us, yeah. <laughs> they said, no, there's no issue. Ah. So they didn't want to fund us. It's actually first, like, Three years ago, we started to get funding for okay. it. Okay. Very little mm-hmm. funding, and yeah. only for the local co- authorities in Copenhagen. Ah. Uh, so we are actually only getting money for do this work in Copenhagen ah. area, mm-hmm. but we have opened up to say also the people in Jutland, Aarhus, mm-hmm. Aalborg, whatever, more to prove that there is an issue. Yeah. Because we don't get funding for mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. so we actually do that for for the Approving. free money we have, but mm-hmm. and, and 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 that's not a lot. Mm-hmm. And there's still like we have a a group from politicians and different people, important people that are following the project where mm-hmm. we have meetings like every third month mm-hmm. to tell about the project, how mm-hmm. is it going? And they now start in the social in the Minister of Social Welfare mm-hmm. and Health Minister, they actually start to say now that we need to find more money because mm-hmm. this is a growing issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so what is the typical client? You said gay men, or yeah. men who have sex with men. Would you like to tell us more about them? Yeah. And when I use the frame men who have sex with men, it's just because some people don't define themselves as gay people. No. So we actually we call it TMSM, mm-hmm. trans people and men who have sex with men. Yeah. That's that's the group we get money mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. We have few others. We start to see because we have got just got a small funding for for straight people below 29 years ah. funny mm. but but that's mm. what we do yeah because we also do testing chlamydia gonorrhea mm. all these and we can also take some of them in if they have issues with drugs mm. but we i mean we see very few but they're playing a little with coke mm. cocaine no but the gay man is actually our target group mm. but we mm. just call it men who have sex with mm. men and it's also the biggest group they have all in all in the house anyway mm. what can i tell about the group in It have also changed because in the beginning when we start to work with this, the median age was around 45, mm-hmm. 45 to 50. Mm-hmm. Because at that time, like just six years ago, a gram of crystal meth costed 2,000 Danish kroner. Oh. So it was rather expensive yeah. drugs. Yeah. And then now it's actually... The prices around like the same price as cocaine, but you get so much more power from one gram of methamphetamine oh. than you did from cocaine. Oh. So why take the mm-hmm. expensive cocaine yeah. when you can take the other ones? Mm-hmm. And another change have been no. So it's 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 people that have money. Yeah, the people that was in jobs, they have nice apartments. You know, mm. they had done a career. Yeah, and they had the money for doing these kind mm. of drugs, and. The young people mm. with the good, nice butts or whatever, mm. nice body, nice smiles, mm. are invited for these parties yeah. for the old, rich, gay people. Mm. So it have started to change. So we start to see people get younger and younger. Oh. But at the same time, the prices have also gone down. Oh. 
So now it's like a gram cost around 600, 700 kroner. Mm-hmm. It's the same price as oh. cocaine. Mm. So the clients have also changed. They are becoming younger. Mm. A lot of the people actually in my age groups mm. who are still doing it, mm. they don't seek counseling actually. Oh. They're kind of like, um, I don't have an issue. Uh-huh. And we can also see that when we do surveys that no. they are not a part of the surveys anymore. Okay. Because they are like, you know, uh-huh. because a lot of people actually get psychotic of it. Mm-hmm. But then when you know it and you have done it for a long time, mm-hmm. you get better and better in maybe ta- uh, mm-hmm. tackling it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the really old users, they would take, you know, when the party ends Sunday or Monday morning, mm-hmm. they would take antipsychotic medication so they don't get psychotic. Ah. And then some people would add up with some uh, ADHD mm. medication because uh-huh. then they can concentrate. Mm. Yeah. You know, mm. so mm. they do all these kind of things yeah. and know mm. what to do. Mm. But to be honest, a lot of the friends I was partying with mm. back then, they are now, they are addicted. Uh-huh. And, you know, they don't stop with taking, popping an ecstasy. Mm. They are injecting crystal mm. meth. Mm. So that's also a new twist of the drug yeah. because that's it's nothing new that mm. gay people are doing mm. drugs. Mm. We have done drugs since, you know, the day we were born, mm. kind of. Mm. <laughs> and in the 70s, we did a, a lot of LSD, you know. Yeah. All, and why is it gay men yeah. doing this? Why? Answer, yeah. What is your answer <laughs> to that question? I think it's a component of more things. It mm. started, of, not of course, but it started typically in the U.S. And when you came out as a gay person or a trans mm-hmm. person or whatever, mm. LGBT plus person, mm. the family often rejected you. Yeah. So they seek together in San Francisco, I mm. mean, which was the big uh, gay capital, mm. to find a, a new family. Mm. So the family become, you know, yeah. the gay friends. The gay community. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And since we don't have kids, no, we don't have any responsibility. Mm. We can just live the life for full. Mm. So it doesn't matter if we party Monday, Tuesday, because we mm. don't have, I mean, maybe we have a job to, yeah, to get back on job, mm. but we don't have any responsibility mm. in, according to children, for mm. instance. But I don't think it's the whole story. I mm. also think a lot of it's also about internalized homophobia. Mm-hmm. Because if you grow up and you move to San Francisco, if it's the United States, because your family don't like you, mm-hmm. they actually pushed you away, mm. you are confirmed that it's not okay to be gay. Mm. So if you put that in a Danish context or in a mm-hmm. <laughs> European yeah. context, it's still like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of gay men or bisexual men or LGBT plus person mm. people they they are suffering a lot from internalized mm. phobia, oh, whether it's trans or yeah. lesbian mm. phobia, mm. Or whatever. Mm. And we cannot talk about this issue in the room mm. without talking about that. Yeah. That is really, and you yeah. know, when people just realize how how much they have actually put an effort, and it, and you can see that with a lot of gay men, they have put an effort in having the right job. Yeah, they have the big apartments, yeah. they have the nice car. Yeah, because. It's a status symbol yeah. to show the world, maybe I'm mm. queer, maybe yeah. I'm gay, but look at my home. But I'm rich. I'm rich. Mm. And I've done my job. I have yeah. my career, mm. which becomes, you know, a big thing. Yeah. And then because we're still suffering, mm-hmm. then drugs can easily be an issue. Yeah. That's, you know, on the higher level, I think you cannot talk about mm. this. Mm. And then still a lot of shame. You mm. cannot talk yeah. about chemsex without no. talking about shame. Of course. Which is also a big part of it. Mm. There's still so much shame about yeah. being mm. a gay person. Mm. And where it comes even more when you sit with the clients in your room, where I see the most it coming out is actually to bottom. So mm. to be the receiving part mm. in anal intercourse. Mm. 
that's so shameful for a lot of people. Ah. So they're like, mm. okay, that's then I'm, you know, the mm. the underneath, I'm the underdog, mm. you know, so many I'm things. Not worth anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, so therefore it's becoming very easy to do drugs. Yeah. And for some people. To just cope. Yeah, to mm. just cope mm. with just the sexuality. Mm. And you also see it in another way because we are very good Now I'm doing question marks, mm. yeah. not, not question marks. <laughs> no, uh, like uh, quote marks. Yeah, quote yeah. marks, yeah. <laughs> Because it's like we are very good and we are actually bragging a bit about how good we are in just having casual sex. Yeah. Mm. Like uh, men who have sex with men. Yeah, a lot. Of, and yeah, mm. yeah. And we have, you know, we are bragging. Yeah, I can yeah. do it every time. I yes. can just take a new yes. every day. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily that it's a thing to brag about. I think it mm. can be very good. Yeah. It can be a very mm. good cope mechanism mm. for many things. But I also think it's because we we cannot stick with the one because then it turns into love. And mm. if we are too close, if we have to cuddle, mm. it becomes very much aware that we are with another man. Yeah. If I just turn my back to you, yeah. I can just, you know, go in my yeah. fantasy and like, wow, yeah. yeah, that was really hard. You know, 10 minutes, you're yeah. out of the door. Mm. <sighs> I mm -hmm. had my ejaculation. Mm -hmm. Everything mm -hmm. is fine. Mm. But, you know, when you are in the in the moment and you are laying there, mm. A lot intimacy. of gay men, yeah, intimacy is a mm. really big an issue. Mm. And I always try to, you know, to test, but, you know, I'm asking people, how do you feel to if another man touching you around your neck and chest, yeah. and you're just up here, uh -huh. about around the heart? Yeah. A lot of people actually don't like it. Oh, yeah. But on the back would be fine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, like, so I think it's, it's a company. too close to my feelings and my emotions. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Which is Yeah. Interesting, yeah. yeah. So I think to come back to mm. what you asked about, like <laughs> internalized homophobia yeah. and shame mm. and just to be, you know, present in the sexual moment. Yeah. The drugs is opening up for mm. that. It's still mm. a, a lot of sex, mm. but you can also do a lot of sex that you maybe you want to do because mm. we maybe always mm. all have a kinky side. Yeah. And to be shameful of just being having men have sex with another man. Mm then it's even maybe more shameful yeah. to have more kinky sex, yeah. BDSM. Mm -hmm. So it's loosening up. Mm. And some of them also actually say that totally low, that it's painful to ha be the receiving part oh. in anal intercourse. Yeah. So just doing a little drugs, yeah. take the pain. Mm. It's a pain reduction yeah. and shame reduction. And, yeah. Yeah. But also something that leaves you with a lot of pain and shame altogether. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah because... The worst part is actually because I totally, I have been passing myself. Yeah. So, I mean, mm -hmm. and I loved it. I have a lot of good sex. Yeah. But when I'm talking with the, uh, many people, they also say, because you can go home and you may be happy in the moment, mm. but the next day yeah. or the days after, all your um, bad consciousness about, mm. you know, what did I do? Mm. Who was he or who mm. were they? Mm. How many were there? Yeah. You know, because... As these things are growing, mm. we also, you know, because if we, if you and I started a chemsex party, mm -hmm. you and I would take a line of coke and we yeah. have good sex. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, at 10 lines later, you think, nah, Tony's getting boring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you show me on Grindr or whatever mm -hmm. app. Mm -hmm. Should we invite them or mm -hmm. they or, mm. you know. Yeah. Whoever, yeah. And, you know, for somehow it's also a part of it that is underlined that we don't use condom. No. So mm. safe sex is a word in another country. Ah, uh, yeah. And then you and I, we know each other's statues mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. We know we're on prep. Mm -hmm. And the next one's coming. What do we actually know? We don't no. know nothing, but we're so high at that yeah. moment. So we so just... We don't care. And you invited them. I don't yeah. want to be rude to you. Mm -hmm. So no. if you can have sex with mm -hmm. them, I can have sex yeah. with them. 
Uh-huh. You know, so we do, we almost all that have been partying a lot knows that we sometimes more, more, more often as the long mm-hmm. this go on, have sex with people that we actually don't like to have sex with. Yeah. So, you know, you're sitting on this with, like grind or tinder mm-hmm. to to reframe it to another true story. You're swiping, mm-hmm. and you will start the evening with saying no, 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 no. Mm. Two a sip of a pipe of yeah. crystal meth. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe, huh. maybe, maybe. And the next morning you will see like the ten guys you had over that during that yeah. night. You would never have done uh-huh. when you're when you're sober. Yeah. Of what course, does that do with the people? I mean, how did that make them feel? Would you say? Full of even more shame. I yeah. mean, you do all this to mm-hmm. avoid the shame and mm-hmm. to go into this and have more good sex. Yeah. And in the moment, you are so full of dopamine, yeah. serotonin, yeah. and all yeah. the good drugs. Yeah. In the, not the good drugs, but, <laughs> yeah, but in the brain drugs. Yeah. 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 So you're so happy and you're so pleased. And mm-hmm. you, your brain is just, you know, imagine you get so much dopamine yeah. intake and the sex on top of it. Yeah. So in the moment, you're just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But it's so mm. self-harming, actually. Mm. Mm. When we talk about the real issue, yeah. it's full of self-harming. Mm. And you wake up and you feel raped, you feel even more shame. And mm. you, for some people, it's even hard to just mm. come in and to, mm. to from the first session where we talk about the things until the 10th session where yeah. they actually tell what they're actually doing. Yeah. And some of the things that they're doing is, I mean, to feel it, they need even more and more the rush to yeah. do things mm-hmm. so people can they can start very in the mild end and mm-hmm. I'm still doing I'm mm-hmm. doing uh, like, uh, quote quote, <laughs> quote yeah, again, signs yeah that they want to go and have sex in a, a cemetery mm-hmm. but that's you know just mm-hmm. okay we want to do it outside but yeah. you know it, they're yeah. twisting it because it's cemetery yeah. but it can also be that they start to put things up behind yeah. they are like toilet brushes mm. Mm. which is, can be very painful yeah. and can be very dangerous yes but just to feel it and to get yeah. the rust oh i can do this you know mm. so they have to, you have to take it to another level all yeah. the time mm. so some of them when they most of the people that are ending out there they they are out of our reach you mm-hmm. can say so it's not typical people that but the people in between you know mm. but they are starting to have addictive behavior mm. but they're also doing that mm. that and we see a lot of people that actually get catching HIV in that mm. is in the session. Yeah, I understand. And for us sexualists, it's the interesting part is actually. So when we talk about it, they actually. Some people would say that they're re-traumatizing uh, themselves. Yeah. But they actually also want to go back. Yeah. They want to go back to and that change session. Change it. Mm. No, mm. not even no? to change it. No. No. Because they actually liked it. Ah. They yeah. want to do it again, yeah, yeah. Mm. because of the rush. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and even mm. know that they knew that mm. this guy was changing their life for mm. good. Mm. And it's so shameful to even say that out loud. Uh, I'm actually searching yeah. back. Yeah. I wish that he was texting me again. Yeah. I had a client mm. and we talked about it and he still had the WhatsApp talk. Mm. He saved it. It was like five years ago he was yeah. uh, getting HIV. But he still had the conversation afterwards where they talked about it. Yeah. And I was like, why don't you delete it? And I said, yeah, that's a good question. Mm. But sometimes I'm reading it yeah. when I'm jerking off. Yeah. Just being in the moment. Yeah. yeah. So this drug, when we talk crystal mess, is really also changing your way mm. of thinking, yeah. your behavior. Mm. It's actually, in the worst case, and in many cases, actually making you psychotic. Mm. 
and that can be, you know, on a scale from for some people just a little psychotic, yeah. But for some people, as I told you before, yeah. when we planned yeah. this interview, yeah. that this guy I have, he's talking with Paris Hilton, and yeah. he's so, he's so, you know, yeah. That's is for him is real. Yeah, they're emailing each other. Yeah, and she want to share his her money with mm. him. Mm. So I'm like, it's, it's so sad. Yeah, it's very sad. Där lämnar vi Tony för denna gång, men samtalet fortsätter ju nästa vecka. Och då kommer han fokusera lite på vad terapeuter behöver veta. Han ger lite råd och tips om vad man kan tänka på i mötet med patienter som man tror finns i den här riskgruppen. Och jag kommer även fråga honom hur han tar hand om sig själv för att jobba med och möta mycket lidande och personer som står honom nära också. För precis som han kommer tala mer om så är det här en liten grupp i en liten grupp. Och därför så känner många varandra och han vet om väldigt många av dem som han möter i terapi. Så fortsätt gärna lyssna nästa vecka när Tony är tillbaka och samtalet fortsätter. Men jag kommer även lägga ut lite länkar för dig som vill veta mer. Dels till David Stewart som Tony tog upp som har jobbat mycket med detta i London. Men sen finns det en grupp på RFSL här i Sverige i Stockholm som heter Experterna och som jobbar hårt för att hjälpa homo- och biotranspersoner som har sex med män för att minska sexuellt lidande och sjukdomar och att öka den sexuella hälsan. Men jag hoppas att ni fortsätter att lyssna på Tony nästa vecka. Tack så mycket! Du har lyssnat till Lustpodden. För mer information och tips från programmet så hänvisar vi till lustpodden.se där kan du också kontakta oss om du vill vara med och berätta din berättelse om lust och relationer i terapi. Signaturmelodin är skapad av Johan Nilsson och redaktör och producent och ansvarig för klippning är Julia Lindert.